This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? devil are you all welcome along uh this is ltid tv uh coming to you from leicester till i die 
hope you're well. Good evening, good day, good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye. Hello, depending whereabouts you are. It's nice to see you all. Uh, and it's nice to be back to see you nice. Yeah, we'll try that one later, maybe, when I've got somebody to answer to me. Um, Brad can't make it this evening. In fact, they've been uh, been dropping like a bride's knickers on the wedding night. Because uh, we haven't got, we have no Brad, because uh, he's sorting a few personal things out. And the uh, Luke, who was the Swansea um, guest that we were going to have on this evening, fortunately, his wife is having a baby, and she started to get a few pains. Now, I have got to say, how bloody inconvenient of her. <laughs> it's she's got nine bloody months for god's sake why did she choose tonight that's women for you <laughs> hi kate uh anyway welcome along that's half the audience disappeared already um thank you for watching thank you for joining in if you listen to us on the podcast thank you so very much as well podcasts available I believe now on YouTube as well. I believe I've been saving them as podcasts for a while. So hopefully they are. Uh, I'm going to say good evening to Highfields. Uh, I'm going to say good evening to uh, Paul. And I am going to say good evening to Nate, all the way from America. I always want to burst into song when I do that. But I've got to remember that that's my morning job. Uh, but look, when, when this gentleman knew that he was going to be with me again, he did say... The dream team are back. I have to say, I can't really argue with him. We haven't worked together for so long, which is probably why he looks happier and younger than he has for a while. <laughs> but let's welcome him back in. You're his wise man from ancient times. Hey, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Good evening, Chris. I'm very good, thanks. Hello, everyone. Nice to have you back, Chris. Thank you so much. It's like it's like the return of Des Lynam and Mark Lawrenson. Isn't it just they were yes. the days, the golden were the era? Days, yes, and uh, and no tweets to upset anybody either. But look, I, I'm not saying who's who. You uh, you um, you work that one out yourself. Uh, Scott is in as well, but we do wish all the best to, to both Brad and to Luke's uh, good lady. Say nine months. You think she could have put picked a better day, but we will see. Anyway, all the best to them both, and hope they are going to be okay. Um, I mean, I've not spoken to you for a while. Enjoying the season, uh, Craig. <laughs> it's going okay, isn't it? You know, it's we've had um, worse. Let's be honest. We have had worse. I mean, this is, you know, you you get that horrible feeling of relegation, and then, you know, it's never a bad thing if you can look like you're going to bounce back, or, you know, and at least be competitive. I think it's when you you find yourself mid-table. You know, as we're seeing the likes of Southampton, uh, mm. a little bit of form back. But other teams who have been down there a few seasons now, and it can be a, a division that it's easy to get stuck in. So, you know, hopefully it's just the one season, but uh, let's enjoy winning a few games while we can. <laughs> it <laughs> it know, is nice but... to actually uh, talk about winning games uh, because yeah. we've now won more games this season than we did the whole of last season. Yeah, I mean it's bizarre, and I've spoken to a few, you know, a few fans, and uh, you know, not, not everyone is on board with, you know, the style of play. I think, you know, you can see that there are similarities. I think there's a bit more structure of an idea hmm. to, to our our new tippy tappy, as it were. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more fluidity. Uh, players seem to know what they're doing, and. Uh, and substitutions are made at the right time for the right reasons. So, yeah. so there are 
you know, whilst there are similarities, there are a lot of positive differences as well. But I mean, Boris who comes in here regularly, uh, and I'm on the board as to whether he's actually just doing it to wind us up now, but he keeps saying how boring uh, watching Leicester mm. City is. Uh, he, he was going mad about the Stoke game. I've got to be honest with you, if this is boring, then, um, uh, you know, bore me to death, please, you know, if you would. Uh, but well, I, I guess, I, I guess Man me, City fans are bored every week as well then. Cause it's, yeah, you know. exactly. I mean... I mean, I, I, I've I've only been to the one match, which was Southampton mm. away, and but it was just yes, all right, you know, there's mistakes, but this is a this is a, a young team that's not been together long, um, mm. most of them anyway. I mean, I was, when we spoke to the, the uh, Stoke fan last week, you know, one of the things he said was that um, well, you know, we made a lot of signings, we're, we're new, etc. Mm. Uh, you know, it's a new team. I think well, okay, but then so have we. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say people say, "Oh, you managed to keep hold of a lot of players." We have, but if you look at the players who are actually playing, a lot of them are new, and uh, even the likes of Harry Winks, you know, are new to this division. That yes. you know, he wouldn't have been playing down in this uh, at this level, so he, he's had to find his way. And I think he's been a real linchpin of how it's all knitted together. And I think from going to the games, um, you can see the change in the fans. I think there's a little bit more patience because they can see that there is um, a plan to it. Mm. I think when, when there was no plan and it was and it was slow pedestrian and not a lot of movement going on in front of the, the back line, then it, it did become really frustrating. And I think a lot of that has changed uh, in the home games that we've seen so far. Early on, there was a lot of frustration, a lot of noise being made that we weren't moving the ball and lumping it forward. But now it's it's become more of a strategic game, and I think that's got an inherent beauty in its own right. Of yeah. can we find the little bits to unlock them? Can we unlock uh, unlock these defenses who are sitting in against us? And we do take a chance now and again, you know. Um, but the trust that the players have got in each other, I think sometimes they could be a little bit more trusting in in mm. shifting the ball wide early on. But um, but overall, I think we're being given a different kind of football. And um, I, I tell you what, you, you see the contrast when you watch Leicester and then you watch the England team and um, mm. the lack of movement and stuff going on there. So we've be, almost becoming connoisseurs of, of, yeah. of modern football, I think. You don't mind. And this is the sort of football we're going to have to play if we get promoted because it's, it's the style of football, you know. All right, I know the likes of Boris and other people are... Um, you know, they want to hop back to the, you know, championship winning season. Uh, and it was exciting to watch, but, you know, you can't go back. You know, we'd still be playing 4-4-2 if we never change anything because that's how we won the World Cup. So yeah. things do move on. But when you watch, and yes, I did start off by saying this is very similar to what we saw last season. But I think, as you've just said, there's a purpose to it. It's okay, mm -hmm. you know, watching them play like that if you know at the end that there is going to be an attack coming out of it. And nine times out of 10, there is. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, and it may take a few. I think the goal, was it the goal that you saw down at Southampton? Mm. Um, 33 passes or something. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, that one, yes. Yeah. Sorry, there was so much um, going on at Southampton. Yeah, I know. Um, 
but yeah, there does seem to be, and, and as I say, it's always going to be bound to be a little bit frustrating um, mm. now and again when, you know, you're seeing and we're sitting up a little bit higher so you can see opportunities um, to switch it. I see is very similar to Liverpool um, when they had Mane and Salah and the fullbacks and the centre-halves were playing long cross-field passes in behind mm. uh, the, the fullbacks to, to set Salah and Mane away. And because we have these wingers who who sit out wide, we have the opportunity to do that a little more often than we are actually doing at the moment. Mm. So there's still there's there's still development to come. So it's it's sort of exciting times. It is. And I've just had a, a text message off the Swansea fan, Luke, that he may be able to join us in about ten minutes. So okay, cool. that that will be nice if he is able to. Um, yeah. Because I I've just I had to actually just leave a message for the a Stoke. From the fan that we did uh, the show with last week, messaged me and yeah. said, "Like, would I just leave a message saying, you know, what I thought of the game?" Yeah. And yeah. to me, Stoke summed up the season. Like, we've we, we're the team with the with the biggest target on our back. You know, yeah. we've come down. We've got um, with you know we, we're we're recent FA Cup winners in the great scheme of thing with with the recent Premier League winners. So, out of the three teams that come down, I think we're the scout that everybody wants. And we are going to have to be patient. And but that's how the good teams used to play. Liverpool pre-Fergie days. You know, they, they they just waited for their opportunities. And if we win 3-0 by scoring after 70, 75, and 87 minutes, I'm happy, uh, just as happy as winning 3-0 after you know 10, 20, and 45. Yeah, and I think what you're having to see is that it's a squad game as well. So mm. You know, we're scoring quite a few later goals, you know. And those players who were on for the first 60, 65, 70 minutes, part of their job is to keep the ball and tire out the opposition. Yeah. And we're seeing that coming into the last 70 minutes. Yes. Either with the 11 that are on it, who, who are we, we look much fitter than we used to anyway. Mm. But those changes and the strength off the bench mean you've got fresh legs coming up against a tired team. And it's not just physically tying, chasing, tiring, chasing the ball; it's mentally tiring. I mean that those figures against Stoke Oof. were were frightening at times. 80, 85, 90 percent possession yeah. at some point. Yeah. And fair play to those Stoke fans. I don't know if it came over on whatever stream you were watching, but you know they, they were chanting, "We've got the ball!" You know, whenever <laughs> whenever they got it, you know, and, and that was their. That was their bit of fun during it. Yeah. And the, I know there was one guy who was um, getting a lot of attention on online afterwards with his sort of tongue-in-cheek tweets about how terrible it was that we'd just come and uh, take the proverbial out of them. But, <laughs> yes, um, I think I saw those, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. great. And so fair play to the fair play to the Stoke fans. Yes, I think they, yeah. they realised what they were up against and, and they made the most of it. I, I did say in fairness to them, I said, in fairness, you've not only just come and parked the bus, but you, you built a bloody coach, coach park <laughs> against us. But we did that against Southampton at the end. We was we were singing yeah. well, we were, it was so we were just going, we've got the ball, we've got the ball, we've lost the ball, we've lost the yeah. ball, just uh, to try and uh, and, and amuse ourselves at 4-1 up. Because it, it's, it's, uh, it's a, I don't want to say it's a piece of piss, this championship, but it's not bad, is it? No, it's not bad. I mean, I think you, that tension comes in, you know, we've, we've been in games where we haven't got the goal or we've got one and we haven't managed to get the second and teams start coming at us a little bit more. You know, Stoke did it when it was 1-0 for quite a while. Yeah, start of the second um, half, yeah. 
Yeah, Preston, you know, for, for long periods, you know, while we're not getting the goal or not getting the second, mm-hmm. then we are always open to, to being counter-attacked or, or, or a, a little mistake here or there. So it does keep you on edge, but it's uh, it's much better than uh, than what we've seen the last couple of seasons, that's for sure. Oh, certainly is, certainly is. And I've got to ask you about um, my favourite player at the moment, the, the Great Dane in defence. Mm. Um, and I think it proves that he isn't a bad footballer. And yes, all yeah. right, this may be his level. We don't know because this is the level he's playing at and he's doing very well for us. But it just shows that when you use a player how he's supposed to be used in the position yeah. that he's used to play. I mean, the other day I watched him and I was like, God, he was literally stood on the ball. And he's yeah. kind of saying, right, you know, you want it, you come and get it. And then when yeah. they came out, he's, he's got a good pass on him. Yeah, he has. And I think even when he was at Southampton, there was a, there was a video that was doing a rounds of his performance against Man City uh, when mm. Southampton beat Man City once. And his passing and his confidence on his passing, which is the key thing, you know, probably most of these footballers at this level can pass a ball. Yeah. It's having the confidence to do it. And that confidence means that more of your passes are going to find the target than than not, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I and think... I think he's, he's proven that he's critical to the way that we play. Mm. And, and that was shown the fact that he got his play straight back, even though yeah. Cody had, uh, Cody had made his debut. Yeah, but Cody had to had to go back on the bench because, you know, all well and good. Cody is is a very good defender and probably a better defender than mm. Yannick, but he's not as good with the ball at his feet, and that's that's everything. And uh, and I think what we've seen is how also important that goalkeeper is. You know that the goalkeeper that none of us knew, um, but I do the remember when we that were, almost gets up into the centre circle. Oh, I mean, but he's he's great. He, he does make the odd dodgy decision, but I think again he's he's pretty young. But he's he's shot stopping as well. He's made some bloody good saves. Let's not forget that as well. So overall, I think he's been a great signing too. I, I, I'm surprised, and I'm very much in in the same camp as Jordan Blackwell from the Mercury. Is that I was surprised when we signed the goalkeeper because I just thought we'd drop down a level. Either son had got the, the shirt, and I thought you know he would keep it. But you know we brought that goalkeeper in, and my God, like you say, what a signing it was! And you know it's good to see that that Enzo's come out and said yes, he will make mistakes, but yeah. overall, you know, we, we, you know, we don't mind the odd mistake. Yeah. It's going to happen. You know, we're all human, uh, but it's what he does the rest of the time. And then Stolchik that's come up, or uh, I can never yeah. pronounce his name, to, yeah. to number two. And you're thinking like, okay, <laughs> you know, this, I didn't see any of this coming. Yeah, I think <laughs> the start to the season has, has given us that little bit of a buffer that, you know, if we do make a mistake and it costs us a goal mm-hmm. and it costs us three points, it's going to take a four-game swing for anybody yes. to catch us at the moment, even at this stage. So as long as we don't string defeats together mm. you know it's it's looking very promising uh, but it does give the confidence to the players that yeah. even if they made a rick that cost us a game it's one game it's not four yeah. games so uh yeah. i think that uh, the longer they play together if we can keep the players fit then um i think it's it's only going one way yes yeah and 
I forgot what I was going to say. Now I had a really good question for you then, <laughs> and it's an age thing. Um, <laughs> see, I'm not wise; I'm just old, and and, and my memory goes. Um, but uh, um, oh yes, that was it. That was it. The loss to Hull. Whilst I never mm. want my team to lose, obviously, yeah. I was so glad that we actually lost when we did and get it out of the way. Yeah. Oop, and, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it was. You know, it, it, and it wasn't a deserved defeat. You know, it was a it was a good goal they scored, but we had enough possession. We probably didn't create the clear chances, but we did enough to win the game or at least take a point away from it. And it was yeah. just one of those performances. And I think we are going to get a few of those. You know, there are some mm -hmm. decent teams in this division uh, who can cause us trouble. You know, Swansea are on a great run. Yeah. Sunderland in midweek is going to be, you know, a tough game. And... Yeah. Um, you know they're going to have the full full backing. I think they've sold all their all their tickets for a midweek fixture down in Leicester from Sunderland. So there are going to be some big games, and the longer it goes on, you know, the more. Even though we should be able to relax, the pressure will come. You know, yes. but I think you've got a team who are setting their own standards as well. That setting their own standards of performance, mm. and you can see them getting on at each other when those standards look like they might yes. be dropping. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm pleased to say that uh, Luke is with us. Um, let me just, I've just lost everybody's comments. There we go, got them back. So let me bring him in and say, good evening, Luke. Uh, welcome along. How are you? Hello, um, and good thanks. Sorry for the delay. At, no, uh, no. Well, more importantly, out, but... how is the good lady? <laughs> She's arrived. Right. I've had to drop her off, so hopefully everything's good. Um, but just a disclaimer, I've got my son in the room now because obviously there's no one else here. So if you hear any background noise, I do apologise. He's happy on his tablet at the moment, but no, yeah. no, I'm sure he no, wants to listen no. to what's going on at Leicester. Craig, <laughs> do not swear. He can't no, hear you, it's okay. He can't hear you. Damn. That's why I'm going to go one year on, just to make sure he's okay. <laughs> Please do not swear. Um, so well, welcome along, Luke. Uh, give everybody a shout out where they can find you, first of all. Yeah, so you can check us out. We do a podcast uh, on most platforms. We're most vocal on Twitter. You'll see all our links there. And we do more content on YouTube then where we put up match previews and stuff called Swans Cast across all platforms. So we, we obviously caught up with yourself earlier in the week um, yes. on our match preview. And, and I must admit, well, uh, you, you, <laughs> you were quite surprised when I said you may get a point. I don't think you're very particularly confident going into this match, but... Uh, Talk to us about these two guys. If, I remember, if my memory serves me right, Joe Allen was one of the players that you picked out uh, as playing well and being a possible threat. But talk to us about, um, well, he's, he's the ex-Northern Ireland manager, isn't he? Yeah, Michael Duff. Um, I do want to correct you, though. That picture is Jerry Yates, not Joe Allen. Um, it is. It is. You're quite right. Because I've just <laughs> remembered now that I did actually save the picture of Jerry Yates. But yeah. why I was looking at Joe Allen when I typed his name in. But Joe Allen <laughs> is injured, so he'll be playing in this game. He's got a couple of months out, so you won't have to worry about him. So Jerry Yates, because Jerry Yates <laughs> is the one you signed to yeah, replace Perlo, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, so um, Jerry Yates has come in from Blackpool as our main striker at the moment. So I think we paid two point, two point whatever million for him in the summer. Um, I think decent fee considering what happened across the championship this season. It seems like not that many people spent that much money. A lot of clubs were after him, so happy to have got him. He scored four goals this season so far. Um, he did well last year for Blackpool in you know what was a struggle in team that got relegated. So I'd like to see him build on his four goals. He's been 
sorry for the background noise. He's been um, high press, high work rate. Uh, he's kind of the sort of player that always manages to be in the right place at the right time to finish mm. a goal, basically. A goal that perhaps you can't see come in sometimes and he's just there to put it away. He's there to tap it in. Not always the spectacular goals, which sometimes Perot had. He's obviously now gone. So it's not the same sort of player necessarily. But we have got a different manager, as you touched on, playing a different style. And Jerry Yates so far is is definitely fitting into that, um, being the, the lead the lead guy up top, especially. Um, as for Michael Duff then coming in, he had a bit of a tricky start. Uh, didn't go all his way for the first six, six or so games, I would say. Um, especially Bristol City and Cardiff City, who are our two rival games, specifically Cardiff. And it wasn't just the fact that we lost the games, but the performances were really, really not good. Um, couldn't really see any game plan, any direction. It's one of those those sort of performances where um, the fans are questioning the passion. Do the players even want to win this game? Do they know what it means? And questioning whether Michael Duff understood what those games meant to the club um, based on what they saw on the pitch afterwards. Because that's on the back of Russell Martin winning four back-to-back games against Cardiff. He got the first double that had ever been done between either club in history. And he'd done it twice over two years. Never been done before, done it twice. So to come from that to lose, the place got very, very, very negative and toxic. Um, so credit where credit is due. But Michael Duff has really picked it up since that Cardiff game. First result was a draw at QPR afterwards and then four back-to-back wins. And we look a completely different team. There's actually a game plan. You can see what we're trying to do. Um, very similar to what we were told he would bring in uh, from Barnsley fans last season. High press. Um, he does still keep the ball passing style is what we used to do under um, Duff. But ultimately, it's a little bit more direct. There's a little bit more accuracy and mm-hmm. clinicalness with the play as well going forward. So it's, it's definitely good to see it developing. Craig, uh, Perro, I mean, he was mm-hmm. someone I would have loved to have seen come to uh, come to Leicester. And we got uh, an already injured Tom Cannon from uh, Everton Reserves. But look, he was at Preston last season and did okay. Uh, would he have been a player you would have liked to have seen? I think so. I think we were heavily linked with him, weren't we? Um, and we were linked with uh, with Jerry Yates as well um, mm. from Blackpool for, for yes. quite a while. And as as you said there, Luke, um, yeah, yeah. very different, very different players. Um, and what the little that I did see of Yates and the bit I've seen of him this season, he looks like a goal scorer, you know, a you know, not not a, an old fashioned goal hanger, but just someone who plays on instinct rather than um can can step inside someone and curl one in. He just looks like he's in the right place at the right time. And those those players, if you get the ball forward enough and in the box enough, he's gonna pick up, you know, fifteen, twenty goals for you. So uh I think he might have been a decent addition as well as uh, as someone for us to, to bring in off the bench. But yeah, I think I think that Swansea have got enough to cause us some trouble. That's for sure. I, I said that uh, on Luke's show earlier on in the week. Um, I'm actually this is probably the game that I'm sort of most worried, or I have been most worried about up to up to form. Uh, just want to say hi to Burton Albion on tour. Uh, nice for you to pop in, mate. Terry's in. Good evening, Terry. And Jack from The Final Whistle. Uh, if you've not subscribed to him yet, get over and check his channel out. It's a very, very good Leicester channel. Um, you know, we used to, when we when we used to do this together, Craig, we used to have foot in both camps. Do you remember yes. that? By yeah. God, going back. And I just thought today, 
um, I might do one. And then I was really surprised, and I don't know whether you realise this or not, that uh, a certain ex-Leicester City player uh, is assistant manager now at Swansea City. Oh, is he? Mr. Alan Sheeran. She Sheeran. Yeah. What am I saying? He's brother, brother of Ed. He does a matune at half-time. Yeah. Alan Sheeran, who uh, had a fair old left foot on him. He did have a very good left foot. I can't remember. Did he come through the ranks here, Sheehan? I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah, I, I had a feeling we had him quite young, but yeah, he had a good left foot on him. So uh, I, it's funny, isn't it? There's a few ex players who have been cropping up in sort of coaching roles or assistant manager roles um, coming up against us. But yeah, no, he was he was decent for us. Yes, yeah, it wasn't bad at all. Now, you did say, and we will come on to look at the form in a second, uh, Luke, but. Uh, that is the table. I mean, from a Leicester's point of view, look, it, it, it looks great. You know, I can't say anything. But your your form has been a little bit... Um, well, you've not been consistent up until recently, have you? You know, no. four wins, three draws, four losses. Um, but you have not lost in five. Arguably, we have been consistent in the fact that we were bad and now we've been good. So it's like you could split the season so far in half and it was quite poor the first half and the last four games, have, all of our wins have come in the last four games. Um, obviously before that one draw as well. So, you know, we got a bit of momentum behind us. We definitely have turned a corner, but this is a different challenge to what we've had, I guess, up until this point, definitely. Um, so it'll be a good test really to see where we are um, and how far... We have actually turned that corner, you know, against what is currently the strongest opposition in the league. Yes. I mean, looking at that, uh, <laughs> Craig nearly called you Brad then. I do apologise. I mean, um, okay. I can't count either because we've actually we've won 10. Uh, this was because I wasn't supposed to be doing this tonight. It was going to be Brad and I did this very last minute. So I'm getting the Swansea players mixed up and I don't remember how many games we've won, but... Greg, I guess that happens when you when you win in as many as we are. It does. It's you know, it's easy to lose count, isn't it? Or or some people would say you were deliberately trying to stitch Brad up, but you know, <laughs> we'll just let's take it as a uh, as a as a mistake. No, because Brad does his own uh, graphic, so I can't no. say. Uh, I mean, the thing is, I, I I noted you saying you know you think this is the the, the toughest test, and um, in many ways you could be right, but I think. We, we're starting to say that every other week that, you know, we think this is going to be the toughest test we've had so far. And so far we've managed to to turn them all around. We had those two games, I think, um, away at Southampton and Norwich and looked pretty comfortable in both of those. Yes. Um, but, you know, teams who have got goal scorers are always going to be, and it, I, I know that sounds obvious, but, mm. you know, you only have to make one or two mistakes and somebody like a Yates who's, who comes alive in the box is going to punish you. So I don't think we can uh, switch off at all. And we have we have switched off a couple of times. Mm. You know, Maresca has even pointed that out about uh, about Fast, um, just losing concentration a little bit in games. And uh, he's been fantastic, by the way, this season. Yes. Uh, but he, he does have the tendency, because he looks so at ease, to sometimes take it a little bit too easy. And... Um, so we could get caught out. I think there's no room for complacency, that's for sure. No, and, and but when you look at that, Luke, I mean, you did ask me the other day, who who should you fear? 
and, uh, and and you only wanted two players, and I struggled because we've got <laughs> we we haven't got a well, you know, we've got two strikers, obviously, you know, Vardy and Inacho, but goals for us are coming from all over the all over the pitch. I yeah. mean, you look at that there, plus seventeen, um, and um, it, <laughs> that's obviously a big worry for you. What what are you like? I mean, you're plus four there, so you're obviously in the plus point. What 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 has your defence been like this season? Um, it's been last season under Russell Martin. Defense was one of the areas that we were weak. Um, the, we'd have a lot of the ball and either individual areas, uh, individual errors, or sometimes on the transition or losing the ball, kind of in our own area and danger areas, cost us. Some of that creeped over to, into this season. So the early games, there was definitely some individual errors. The defense, I would say, has been improving. But somebody always seems to drop a clanger or does something they shouldn't do and there's a mistake that costs a goal, you know. So it's hard to say an improvement based on the numbers, but I think one of Duff's first tasks was to kind of make the defence a little bit stronger. And there's been reinforcements. We didn't really have a good abundance of wing-back cover. We have got that now. And as they play more games together, they gel in. So the last couple of games specifically, we we have kept two of our only clean sheets in our um, winning run mm-hmm. against Sheffield Wednesday and Millwall and we only conceded one uh, against Norwich and Plymouth who have been scoring a decent amount themselves so um, it's safe to say it's definitely been improving we have changed to more of a four of a back system rather than five which we started the season at I think that the players are suiting that a little bit better at the moment as well and that's allowing the centre-back pairing mm-hmm. I think to have a bit more confidence with the two of them knowing the wing-backs are dropping back <laughs> Rather than maybe where there was three of them, they sometimes struggle to know where each other should be and the gaps are a little bit too big and that's where a mistake would then uh, be created. So it's on the up, definitely. I mean, for me, Craig, uh, no disrespect to, to, to Swansea, that was one of the areas I looked at and I thought, you know, maybe there's going to be, you know, the, the goal opportunities for us. I mean, you know, yes, they've scored, um, where are we, Swansea, 18, but they've let 14 in. We've got the meanest defence in the division um and (laughs) i never thought i'd be saying that (laughs) when i was sat here 12 months ago and we were we let we've let we let more goals in in against spurs in one game than we've uh we've let in all season i'm sorry luke i've got this huge smile on my face this season but last season it was like i was wanting to top myself every week um Mm. but we've got a whole new defense really haven't we In, in in the way that they play um and you know, you've got, um, you know, I mean, Vestergaard we talked about at the start. I mean, who would have thought that he would have kept Cody out uh, when yeah. he was fit? Uh, Ricardo, you know, hasn't got injured yet this season, Touchwood. That's probably the, the uh, commentator's curse there. Uh, but, I mean, the defence for me, yes, there's a, again, there's a mistake in there for us. But I think because we, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a new new setup, a new style of play. Yeah, I mean we've we've got a we, we play with a back four that converts to a three, you know, as soon as we've got the ball with Ricardo stepping into midfield and trying to get the overload there. Um I think in some ways it helps a little bit with James Justin coming in now that uh, Callum Doyle's injured because he's got that little bit of extra pace that he can recover quicker than Doyle can. So even though he's probably less of a natural defender, his recovery um pace is good, a bit like 
Kyle Walker, you know, nobody's going to say Kyle Walker's the greatest defender, but he can recover, you know, mm. more than anyone else. So, um, so I think we, we, we're comfortable in that back three. You know, they've got a, a back three or a back four, however it works. And they've got an understanding between them. They know where to go. They know where to cover. It's the moments we look vulnerable, vulnerable is if we, we turn the ball over and against a team that's got some pace. Um, and if, if a team, I, I don't know, Luke, I haven't seen enough of Swansea, but if you break at pace with two, three, four players, then, you know, that could cause us a little bit of problem. Do you do yeah, that, I would, yeah, I would say um, one of the things that differs between what we had last season and this season, as much as we like the Swansea way of passing football, we're probably doing more akin to what we did last season now yourselves in terms of your possession stats. I was have lowered a bit, but what Michael Duff has brought <laughs> is that potential of if we turn the ball over, say you've got a corner, we win it. He wants them to break quick. He wants them to play them quick, direct, clinical balls to make an opportunity when you're backtracking and in the transition phase, which is what caught us out so often last season under Russell Martin, maybe for the same reasons where you're patient and the transition from attack to defence sometimes in that style of play is is difficult. And I think that's where we're looking to get our opportunities um, in a different way to what we've had previously. And if you want to have a look at some examples, I would say look to our previous game against Plymouth away and a goal that was scored by Josh Key, which broke uh, basically from, I think, a corner or a set play in our own box. And it was, I think, three, three across field, a diagonal, ground passes and they were in and a one-touch finish. One of our better goals of the season, I would say, from a team counter-attacking perspective. But that's definitely an attribute that Duff is looking to add. Um, so it's good to hear, I guess, that that could bring us some joy, I guess, going against you guys. Yeah. I'm going to bring the form table in here for the last... Well, it shows the last five games here, but going off the last six games, um, it's, you wouldn't be surprised to know that, that we are top. But Swansea are actually third in the form table. It, it's uh, Leicester, Ipswich and Swansea based on the last six. And I did a show um, last this Monday, I think it was, where we did uh, predicted who's going down, who's going up, etc. Now, now, Luke, I actually got you in the playoffs. Now, hopefully that you're not going to start doing that well and, you know, until after the weekend. Do you think the international break, somebody asked this uh, uh, earlier, international breaks come at the wrong time for you? We Yeah, we got a bit of momentum behind us. So I guess you don't really want to break that up um, with an international break. And historically, I want to say you come back a bit slower from the international break, especially when you got, we obviously have some players going to Wales and stuff like that. So... Mm. Um, it, it is something that disrupts the rhythm. And we've got such a big game coming afterwards. It's, it's a bit of a shame, really, that we're not really just bouncing into that from from a couple of good performances. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, with the new manager, it gives him that little bit of extra time to continue to build on the ideas that have already been started to be implemented. So you could look at the positives from it in that regard. Um, but I guess it's yet to be seen whether... You know, it's it's going to benefit us or not? I would imagine you perhaps have more international players than us, so and you guys are the ones travelling. We, we we have, but uh, and and Ronald's just said this here is away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com the talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year we understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone there's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges honesty is key in any relationship if your friend asks you how you are feeling tell them honestly if you're going through a difficult time let them know opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference after all they are your mates for a reason let's all take a moment to talk more than football um in, in the chat is craig we we rotate our players now i thought we would be rotating our players sort of you know midweek weekend midweek weekend mm -hmm. but enzo's not doing that he's sort of 60 minutes 30 minutes 60 minutes 30 minutes and he's yeah. rotating that way which is amazing and brilliant to do um and you know uh, ronald just said that's probably oh sorry andrew said that's probably helped with our injuries as well and the fact that we're not you know playing the same players all the time but you know you look at our sorry you were going to say no i was going to say yeah i, I mean, i'm just agreeing with you chris i know where it's probably a good idea to 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 make note of that and and give it its time um for me <laughs> yeah. to actually agree with you um he doesn't often yeah, agree it, with me luke I don't uh, say that. <laughs> um but yeah, I think he's he's managing the squad pretty well, to be honest. And what he's also doing is not letting anybody get carried away with themselves. We've had two or three players this season who have, have done pretty well and then find themselves on the bench. Mm. Um, young Marcel, I think, scored his first goal uh, for the club and then hasn't been anywhere near the pitch since. Uh, oh, bless him. Yeah, McAteer was on a, on a good run of games uh, mm. and then found himself on the bench. Sadly, he picked up a hamstring when he did come on. But I think he's managing the expectations, not only of the fans of the club, but also of the players that mm. you're not going to play every week. And it's not because he doesn't rate them. He just knows that he needs to keep everyone fresh. So if they are needed, they need to be ready to go. It's funny when you get a manager that knows what he, uh, what he's doing, how well you do, isn't it, Greg? Well, you know, you know, Brent, Brendan honed his talents, his skills down at Swansea. So, um, I did. I did. Yeah, get I don't want any Brendan early. slander you. Yes, I did get told <laughs> off by Luke early in the week for daring to to say something bad about Brendan Rogers. Um, but uh, I mean, when you look at that, Luke, um, you see like five games, one goal conceded for us, and you and you know from what we've just said and and you, anything you've seen that we do sort of change the squad. You know, we don't know who's going to be starting uh, uh, every game, to be honest with you. How difficult is it for an, uh, an opposition team to prepare for that? I think it is difficult to prepare if you go into... If your way of pre preparing for matches is looking at the opposition and trying to set up against the opposition, then it's really tough. Um, I know certain teams do set up that way. They will have a look at how the opposition's playing and make their game plan, change the formation, tweak some things, put the players in that are going to counter that. Um, but I think the other, on, on the flip of the coin is, the other way you prepare is you just prepare your way of playing, no matter who you're playing against, and expect you to do the best job that you can, regardless of who's on the pitch ahead of you. Um, and I think maybe when you've got a team like Leicester who are rotating week in, week out, all you've got to do is focus on what you can do and mm. I guess everything that's in your control. That's historically the way that Swansea have always prepared. We always say, right, we're playing this way, and that's how we're going to play. Uh, we yeah. call it the Swansea way, I've already mentioned. But, um, you know, Brendan Rogers, one of the managers that 
was in tune with that sort of philosophy down here. Um, very much so the last two seasons under Russell Martin. And Michael Duff, the last few games, has been doing that. But I would say he, he's not afraid to change things more than mm. other people before him. But I think ultimately he will have his game plan. That's the way he wants to play this season. That's the way he wants his squad to play. And he's going to set them up to play that way regardless of who the opposition is against. There might yeah. be differences... I would expect, as I said, you guys probably will have more possession. I wouldn't have thought we will outpossess you to the levels we have other teams this season, and maybe that's something that we will sacrifice. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the principles of how we're going to go about trying to win the game, the way we're going to attack, the way we're going to press you guys um, high up the pitch, I wouldn't have thought any of that is going to change just because of the rotation aspect. I think he will put that to one side and say it doesn't matter who is there we do these things and if we do these things well that's what's going to give us a chance to win the game Luke just a quick one Chris Luke are you a team who you think will be frustrated by not having the ball we we played Stoke in the last game and Stoke were more than happy to not have the ball and to just sit back and try and nick it Swansea probably a better team I would I would uh, hazard to say are they are you likely to become frustrated um, if you've not got the ball or, or do you think they'll be happy to sit in? I tell you who will be frustrated. The fans will get frustrated if that happens yeah. because they, they like to be the team that does that. You know, historically, yeah. we, we are the team that does that to other teams. I don't think we'll accept... I said you'll have more possession. I don't think we'll accept the fact, right, that you're going to have more. I think on the balance of the game, you go into, but we will still try and give it a go to some extent. Maybe it'll yeah. be, you know, quite equal 50-50 or or whatever, but we will get frustrated in, in the essence if you're passing it around, but we have been set up in recent games to kind of um, allow you to go into certain areas that allow us to then high press with a few players to win it back high up the pitch, which has allowed us to score a few goals from those sort of opportunities. So maybe frustrated if that starts to not work and if you manage to play through that sort of press, but if we can get opportunities from it, it could go the other way where we're quite happy to let you have the ball, knowing that, okay, you're going to pass to that guy, that's fine. You're going to pass to that guy, right now we're on you. Now, now it's three of us, you haven't got nowhere to go and we're going to win the ball and that's how we're going to kind of get ourselves in the game. So, you know, I say, it could, sitting on the fence, you could say it could go either way, but it depends kind of which um, game plan is going to be on top. Are you going to be able to frustrate us and play around that? In which case... Okay, where are we going from here? What's our game plan now? This isn't working. That could be frustrating. But if it's the other way around, you know, it could spur us on even more. And if you're gonna if you feel that momentum against the team that's top of the league, I'd imagine the confidence will build, the fans will get behind, and you know, that could be quite positive then. But yeah, it remains to be seen. And look, I know you gotta go because you got your own show coming up. Uh, <laughs> so last couple of questions. First of all, do you see Leicester getting promoted? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm gonna ask. I mean, based on the the form and what we've seen so far, I don't think there's any other answer right now, and it doesn't need to be any longer than those three three letters. No, no. Um, I'll take that. And uh, a score prediction from you. Um, look, I would love I would love to take something from this game, but I think the realist in me thinks we're not going to. So I would say, you know, if we can if we lose two one but give a good performance, I still take that as a positive for how our season's gone so far and some of the you know the, the teams that you played against who are higher up in the league than us that maybe look quite poor when they play to you. You know, I would like to see a good performance even if we get a loss here. I would say we're probably gonna edge it two one. Two one. 
Uh, Craig, do you see Swansea? I mean, I said I think I see Swansea, you know, sneaking into the playoffs. Do you? Would you agree? I think so. I think that, you know, that we, we've both got new managers. You know, the longer that you have that you can get your own ideas across and, and you can start seeing some momentum. I think it, what it'll come down to with Swansea, uh, as it will with a lot of um, uh, championship teams, is one, if you can steer clear of injuries to your main players, but two, what's the squad depth like? And I think that's why you often see some teams come through stronger um, in the championship later on. So I think that does play a big thing because naturally the squads are not as strong with their strength in depth. But I think there's enough there if they if they do keep their main men uh, fit, then there's every chance of them being in and around the playoffs. And the prediction for the game? Yeah, well, it's, it's unusual but uh, for me to agree with the opposition fan, but I'm going to agree for the opposition fan for once. I'm going to say 2-1 to us as well. Did did Luke, did you say two one to Leicester? Yeah, two and Leicester. I, 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 you know, the 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 heart says we'll get something on a one all, but the head is saying the two one loss for. Swansea. I I, autom- I heard two one and I just wrote it down as Swansea two Leicester one. Uh, I I've changed my mind, which if if you know me, it happens a lot. Because um, I've got this possibly down as a two two, and I think I may have said that to you earlier in the week, that it could possibly be a draw. And to be honest with you, away from home to a, a team that hasn't lost in five, I would I would take a point, to be honest with you. Uh, but I have changed my mind, and I have, fully enough, I've gone 2-1 to Leicester as well. So, what a note to finish on. We all, we all agree. A first. Uh, but, Luke, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. I do hope that, okay. um, your good lady is going to be okay. Yeah, I'm sure she'll be okay. Just um, a little bit of a, you know, one of them things just happens yeah. sometimes. Oh, it's always best to check anyway, but yeah, uh, yeah. our best wishes to her. And like I say, you said it before, your link is in the description below as well. Uh, but just give Thank a you. shout out as to where, where people can follow you. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Um, just Swanscast on any any of the platforms, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, so our main, main areas, but any podcast in place on all the social medias were there. So type that in, you should find us. Really, mate. All the best for the rest of the season. Obviously, apart from when you play us, and, yeah, and uh, ourselves today. And uh, don't let me down getting the playoffs. I hope. I hope so myself. I, I'll be over the moon if we can. Yeah. Take care, buddy. All the best. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Oh, thanks to Luke, and thanks to Luke for coming nice in night. with everything that's gone on for him tonight. Um, yeah. It's never. Never, uh, we well, always best best to be safe, aren't you? Uh, uh than, than sorry. Now, we, we've been talking about teams, and I thought, um, it's a bit unfair to ask you to pick a team every week when I mean, pretty much, let's be honest with you, with, with Brendan, you could you could choose it five weeks in advance because he only picked up his starting 11 yeah. from the squad of 13. But it is difficult this time, we I think, to know who's going to start. It's always the same formation, isn't it? But it's mm. just different players, and <laughs> you know, you, you, yeah. you, you might as well stick a pin in a balloon, really, mind you. Yeah, particularly particularly up front. You know, that seems to change every week. I don't think I don't think the front three have, have stayed the same from week to week uh, when everybody's fit. Anyway, um, do you think there's the, there is this um, less of a reliance on the two two main strikers now? 
I think so. I think you've got goals coming from uh, from the wide men as well. But uh, and and Dewsbury Hall's chipping in great this season. Yeah, and even Wilf. I mean, come on, oh. who'd, who'd have thought that? Twinkle you know, it'd turns. be nice. To, yeah, it'd be nice for, for Winks to get forward and get something. But then, you know, he doesn't need to, does he? He's, he's the one no. who sort of sits in and allows the others to go. So really, you've got five goal threats up there, um, which should be enough, particularly in this uh, in this division. But it's nice to see them spread out. That if the opposition think they've got one one player. Mm. You know, lockdown. Then someone else can crop up, and uh, and the number of late goals we've been scoring as well is is great. That that sort of extra yeah. fitness that we seem to have is uh, is is standing us in good stead too. But I think it comes with the and, I, and <laughs> Brad will Brad will fall asleep when I say this because I say this every show I'm on with him. But you know, I, I and you probably remember as well Liverpool pre, like I say, uh, Fergie and. That they, they didn't mind whether they scored in the sixth or the 66th minute. Uh, and they would do the same. They would wait and wear teams mm-hmm. down because they knew at the end that something would yeah. come from, from it. Um, I must admit, I would like to see Yannick get one, go up and get one from the corner. Yeah. I think that would just finish his season off. Uh, before we get on to the next section, I did, this was the question I was going to ask you just as Luke came in, uh, as we go, you know, you, uh, you know with, with Yannick. Um, yeah. Offer him a new contract. Um, well, I think if, if Enzo's got anything to do with it, I think he will because he's mm. shown that he's integral. Unless yeah. he's got his eye and he's already um, got somebody else lined up who can do that job, um, because it is so important that that central guy can play out from the back. Um, mm. If he if he doesn't sign a new contract and he goes, then um, then he's going to need to find someone who can do that job. You know, there are some players around there. We we know there's a lot of uh, young quality players at other clubs. You know, particularly the bigger clubs and sitting in their reserves or or who are out on loan. But um, I think I I it would not surprise me. Let's put it that way. If at least. Um, the same with Ian Acho, the same with, with Indeedy, if they get them on a year's extension, so they're not in danger of when the Christmas break comes looking over their shoulder, seeing and taking their eye off the ball. Yeah, as we have seen happening. Yeah. Uh, speaking of centre-backs, getting a goal, says Nate. Did you see Sutar? Um, he, he does like an odd goal for Australia, doesn't he, when he gets up there? And I don't think he did too bad when he came on um, for his two games. No, I thought he did all right. I think, um, again, players like that, if they can keep it simple, you know, know mm. their limitations. Um, but no, I think I think there's a there's a player there, you know, and, and you do need a depth in squad. The thing is, you can't have 20-odd players who should all start. No. It doesn't work. You can't keep them happy. You, you can keep them happy if you're Man City. You can't yes. keep them happy in the championship when they think they should be playing, particularly if they're international player. So I think the fact that he's coming, he's done pretty well, probably gives Enzo a little bit more confidence that he can rotate it a little bit. And yeah. I thought he did very well uh, against England, uh, Suter, when he played as well. So He did. He, no, did. he did. well. Um, like you say, you know, we, we, we're not Man City, we're not in the Premier League. Players won't want to just sort of sit and be, be part of the squad. Right. Um, I'm surprised he's not been used, but 
you know, because he knows that division. But then, you know, I say we've got a guy come in that's absolutely changed everything as regards how the team plays and the formation. So everything was, I guess, going to change. Look at Christensen. I never thought that he, you know, that, that, that he would be leaving. But, um, you know, they now look like they're getting him. Um, they want him on a, on a, on a deal. Um, they yeah, they want him on a deal, but for less than the deal that was agreed. So, I, yeah. I mean, for me, you just tell them to go and do one. You know, exactly. if, if he has if he has a good season there, they'll we we can either keep him or um, yeah, or there'll be more suitors for him. It, it doesn't it doesn't uh, there's no benefit to no. us whatsoever in dropping a price. And I do hope, and again, all our best wishes go out to Ian Acho. I don't know the reasons um, as to what what's happened, but obviously he's come home earlier uh, from the the Nations League. Um, uh, we will obviously we'll find out. To, to, you know, on Saturday, uh, if he if he plays or not, but understandable uh, if he if he doesn't. <laughs> but like you say, I, I think I, I think you said this a couple of weeks ago. Um, is that when we, when um, oh, Hamza got offered a new contract? Mm-hmm. There is obviously talks going on behind the scenes yeah. uh, with these players. He said at the start, the six players that have possibly changed their minds. Um, He's not going to come out and say, yeah, that's the top of my list. Of course, you know, he's, he's letting other people get on with it and he's concentrating on the football. But I'm sure it's going on with some of these players. Oh, it, it's got to be. You know, it's not even... <coughs> we'll be we'll be looking at, um, at, at contracts for not just those who are out, but those that we want to keep as well, you know. Yeah. Um, he will... You know, he looks like a guy who is... Um, on everything he, he looks intense he looks like he's on a mission maresca so i don't think he'll be allowing players that he wants to keep to be on contracts that are running down like we've done in the past mm-hmm. yeah i think well we seem to be learning our lesson a lot from last season don't yeah. we you know i uh, yeah. i did a show an opinion show and as much as i criticized top for what went on last season i've got to say he's getting it right so far this season um, yeah. but look, like I say, we're not going to ask you to pick your team because it, it's you know, stick sucking the finger and sticking it in the wind, isn't it? So, what, yeah. we, what we're going to do instead, and this is this is a hark back to the dream team days as well. Yeah. Um, we, we used to look at past a match between uh, the two teams. Um, that uh, we well, used to call it classic matches, they weren't always classic, were they? But uh, no. you, you suggested this because. We obviously played them twice when well we played them twice and beat them twice in the Premier League winning season. Uh both of them were, were good victories and we had one of their players on loan, didn't we? We did, Nathan Dyer. Mm. Who um the managed to get himself a, a Premier League winning medal. And I'm sure that was the last thing on his mind when he agreed to come to us on loan <laughs> at the start of that season. Um yes. But no, he uh, yeah he did the job. Obviously, you know everybody remembers him for that goal that he scored against Villa when he when he threw his head in and yeah. got the winner in a three-two. But yeah, we had, <laughs> we had two games against Swansea, both significant in their own ways, um, particularly with um, with Vardy. Um, mm. So a- aggregate of seven nil over the two. The first one being in December. Um, yes. It away was. at Swansea, mm-hmm. um, where a certain Mr. Mares got a hat trick. Um, a bit of a Riyadh masterclass, wasn't it? It was indeed. But um, 
Do you know the the reason why that was significant for Vardy, Chris? Um, oh, you're testing me now, aren't you? Um, I, I remember <laughs> you were getting your own back on me, so I'm just having to reverse. <laughs> it. Hey, no, 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 no! This wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've got to say, I, I could guess at like so many games. Um, I can't say goals because he didn't mm -hmm. score. Um, uh, that I don't know. It's the honest answer. It was it was the game that ended his consecutive run of goals. Was it? Yeah. So oh. so he got the eleven, and uh, if he'd have scored against Swansea, he would have equaled the all time record across all divisions. Yes. Um, yes. But that was the that was the game that he didn't score, and so that was where the record ended. Uh, I was just looking because. Um... Yeah, he didn't have a penalty, Mares. Otherwise, I see would have yeah. let uh, Vardy take it. Also, it was Manchester United the week before this. Then, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting to see the team that started the three nil one there. Uh, yeah. We've got, uh, we've only only got Vardy and Old Brighton still with us. That's true. Yeah, yeah, we have. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, when you look at that squad, that is not a squad that can win a Premier League. No. <laughs> it's. Or shouldn't it's, win a Premier League? Should yeah, it? I mean it's it's great. It shows everybody that of, of what can be done. You don't need superstars. Yes, we had a bit of luck that other teams had a bit of a down season, but we would have still been. I think without that, we would have been in the Champions League. Yes. You know, because we had players who were perfect in the position and the roles that they were being asked to fulfil. And I mean. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say, you know, Claudio came in, didn't he? Um, known as the Tinker Man, but that's really all he did, you know. And uh, we say again, all the best to uh, Craig Shakespeare, who uh, yes. obviously has yes. been diagnosed with cancer, so we wish him on sending him all our best wishes. Yeah. Uh, but I think that was the masterstroke, keeping him at the club, because there was that, he, you know, he knew the players. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah, he would have been quite happy to say to Claudio, don't do that. He can't do that. Yeah, they had that momentum towards the end of the season when they, they'd found a way of playing, a way that worked, that the players were comfortable with. It would have been folly to just um, try and throw that out. So, mm. you know, it, it, Claudio's job was really to try and keep people happy uh, yes. and, and build the belief and continue that belief. And, mm. um, and, and he did so to great effect, obviously. And some great signings. I mean, no... Kante yeah. goes without saying. Uh, for me, I mean, my, my player of the season really was Robert Hoos. You know, I yeah, think, I yeah. he came in, and my God, did you know he he, he marshaled that defence even more so in my mind than Wes Morgan. Yeah, for me, the 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 most underrated player in that in that team um, was Danny Simpson. Um, yes. I, no, no one's ever going to say that he's a great attacking right back. No. But that season, it was the best perf defensive performance of a right-back that I think I, I, I can ever see because the number of times that his positioning was impeccable. The number of times he was there at the back post, just getting little bits of a head away, um, he was just fantastic and, and really underrated in that season for me. Yeah. Can you remember who the um, reserve goalkeeper was? Um, oh, you're looking, aren't you? You're <laughs> I am looking. I have my I have my research sheet as well. Um, I tell you what, you know, for the benefit of the show, no, Mark. Uh, no, 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 I can't. Mark, I said Mark. 
<laughs> no, Brilliant. No, no. Really? No, no, not at all, Mr. Schwarzer. I've no idea who it was. Yeah. No. One of those moments where you shoot yourself in the foot. No, do tell me, Chris. Who was it? Well, well Mr. Schmeichel, yeah. the goalkeeper was a certain Craig Bird. Wow. Wow. You know, uh, but... finally, I've been recognised. That's class there. That's class. I yeah. love that. Um, do you need to plug in, by the way? Uh, I probably do, yeah. Otherwise, uh, I could just disappear. So, uh, well, what I'll do is I'll pl just play a very quick jingle while you uh, while you plug yourself in. Excellent. Cool. Cool. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information you can also subscribe on youtube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on leicester city football club come on you foxes the Talksport fan network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the uk's best fan-led football podcasts including leicester till i die independent analysis and reaction for the foxes faithful the Talksport fan network unbeatable club dedicated content created by the fans for the fans follow the podcast on the Talksport fan network and tell you what, I thought you were plugging in for the whole street there where you did it. <laughs> I had to, I had to go. Is it? I'm, I'm, I'm away from the nearest plug, and it's a uh, long cable. Right. No, anyway. Oh, right. uh, sorry, I'm still giggling with <laughs> that one. That was brilliant. Um, actually, that was the first meeting. Then we met again yeah. in uh, in April, and uh, there was a, there's certainly no Mr. Vardy in that game, and we were supposed to fall apart, weren't we? We were, yeah. It was the game, uh, the game after, um, or the second game, I think that he missed. I think he missed the was it Man United? I think was the the away game that he missed right. after being uh, sent off for two yellows by mm. um, one of our favourite referees. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, all the talk was, you know, what it couldn't be a worse time for for Vardy to go missing for Leicester and we would fall apart, and we fell apart to the tune of a four 0 victory. Yes. <laughs> Indeed, no. uh, it was like I think actually I managed to get a ticket for that game because I remember I was not in my normal end because I hadn't. That was the year, as you remember, I got rid of my uh, season ticket. <laughs> yeah. Good move. Well um, and I, I, I've got to say, um, I mean, Leo Ujoa got two goals yeah. for us. We were singing the European tour song again. Yeah. To me, underrated. Um, I think he was he was badly treated by Claudio. Yeah, again, you know, as we've seen over the last couple of seasons, we, we never really know what's going on behind the scenes. No. Um, you know, it could be that, he, you know, he, we wanted him to sign a contract, he wanted longer or he did. We, we don't know, but he, he was great that season and he cropped up with some really important goals. Yeah. And pressure yeah. goals as well. That You know, the penalty that he scored against West Ham, in virtually the last minute to get the 2-2, two -two, uh, to step up and take that. And I think he got that, another That was penalty. when Vardy got sent off, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and, um, uh, and then uh, that was a very soft penalty because we didn't get one just oh, before yeah. that. And then we, that, was a, that was a really soft penalty. But yeah. Yeah, I think, I think the one that they got was pretty soft and, uh, yeah. and, and he managed to even it up. Yeah. Um, 
the good old days before VAR, they'd have sorted that out. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. But yeah, getting two goals in, in, in that game. And I've got to say another, well, I don't know, I think he was underrated. I think we did rate him. And that's the old, uh, the Japanese wonder horse himself, Shinji Okazaki. I remember seeing him in the first game of the season, turning to, because it was a Southampton game, and I'd got a ticket mm-hmm. to that one. And I turned to my son and said, my God, that guy's never going to last 90 minutes. And he never did, did he? He never did. 60-minute Shinji. Yes, yeah. exactly, yes. Yeah, it was It was virtually on the dot. You know, you didn't need to yeah. have a look at the clock. Oh, Shinji's going off. We must have played an hour. Yes, um, exactly. yeah. But what? But he, ran his, uh, he ran himself into the ground, and that was his job, wasn't it, to make himself yeah. a nuisance a lot of time. Cropped up with a, a few decent goals as well. I mm. remember the... The one nil overhead kick against Newcastle, Newcastle but um, yes. they got some three points there. But yeah, I mean, fans love someone who puts the effort in, don't they? And uh, and plays with a smile on his face, and he did both. Yeah, he did absolutely. And um, like I say, to me, very much played. You know, for England, when you had Beardsley and Lineker together, yeah, yeah. and Beardsley was never the be- biggest goal scorer. But he was right. always setting Lindiker up, and I just felt it was like that. Shinji Okazaki, and I understand Ujo were not getting in. I mean, how can you keep Vardy out of the team on, on that form? Yeah. You couldn't, could you? Um, yeah. But that was a good, it, and it was a good season. I think we went on to win something that season, didn't we? I think it was a pretty decent season that one, uh, yes. and and may well live long in the memory. I'm sure. I am sure it will. Um, we are, are you going to the? I know you said you go to some of the away games. Are you going to Welsh no, Wales no. on Saturday? No, not 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 this one. No, no, I can't go to this one. But um, I shall be. Uh, I shall be keeping an eye on it. And and I, you know, I really hope that we can just keep that momentum. You know, the more games we can tick off. Um, and and every game, as I said earlier to you, Chris, um, you know, every game we think is going to the next one's going to be the tough one, and uh, and we just turn out and put on a a dominant performance again. I think I think whatever happens, we're probably going to be fairly dominant in most games. It's whether we can mm. nick the goal that we need to open things up a bit. I mean, yeah, and this is why I I, I looked at that and I thought, yeah, they're the third, you know, third in uh, in the form table. They've not mm. lost in five. This could be a really tough game. And I think, yeah, but. I thought that when we went to Southampton. I thought that when we played yeah. Norwich, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, looking at the games that are coming up, and we'll, we'll, we'll close on this one, but after Swansea, we've got, like you said, uh, we've got Sunderland yeah. on Tuesday. That's going to be one hell of a game. Um, yeah. But then we have got QPR away, which on paper, and I and I cover myself with saying on paper, should be the easiest of the coming up games that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Then we're at home to Leeds, which uh, who have hit a bit of form just recently as well. And then Middlesbrough, yeah. who've just hit a bit of form. Yeah, Middlesbrough, exactly. You know, they you know, every game is gonna gonna be a challenge, I think, because <laughs> the longer we're up there, we're also gonna be you know, we were the team to be shot at at the start of the season. You know, the big boys who are previous Premier League winners coming down to the championship. Let's show them what we got, and that's only gonna grow week in, week mm. out, the longer that we're at the top. What I would just say on that, because you've got that graphic up there as well, we talked about Suter. I mm. thought um, Stoke was a really big game for Cassidy as well. Um, mm. he, he hadn't looked very good in his previous little uh, stints coming onto the pitch. He looked like he was struggling for um, match fitness and, and getting to grips with the pace of it. But me and Scott both said that he looked a little bit leaner when he started that game against Stoke. Mm. And 
we felt sorry for him. He made so many good runs off the ball, that kid, in that Stoke game, breaking the lines for midfield and making runs in behind the defence. And that's one, again, that's one of the criticisms you could say that we weren't playing those balls and looking for that run. We were, uh, and he made so many of them, but he didn't get, he didn't get down. You know, he was tracking mm. back and pointing some great tackles. I thought it was a really good performance from him. This is, I think, again, we mentioned uh, a, a, a few weeks ago on one of the Monday night shows. Is, do you, th- I mean, Stoke said when we played Stoke, like I said, they've got a load of new players. It was going to take them time to settle in and what have you. Is he just settling in as you would ex- normally expect a player to do, you know, coming from a big club in the Premier League and, you know, he's, he's unsettled because he was on loan last season. He's come in this season to ourselves. And because everybody else has sort of come in like a duck to water and, and, and you know, jumped in the deep end and swum, that he's, he's not, you know, he's not that bad. He's just taking, the, you know, what you would expect a normal length of time maybe to settle in. Uh, yeah, and I think it's a whole new experience for him, to be honest, being asked to mm. play a different way. Don't forget, he had last season on loan at Reading. So he was in a team that got relegated, a team that didn't have the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. So he would have been sitting in there, probably not having to do as much work, not having to 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 think as much. Then he went away with um, with the Italy young uh, young under eighteens or whatever, and won the World Cup and um, or the Euros, and was top scorer, playing in a more advanced role. And now he's coming to. Uh, a championship team full of experienced players with a manager who demands a lot more of him. And I think he was a little bit like a rabbit in the headlights early on. But as I say, clearly shows something about his character that he's clearly knuckled down. He does look like he's, he's leaner than he was earlier in the season. And I just hope that he's a player that we can play to his strengths, particularly maybe more in, a, in an away game when mm. you know, we may be pushed back a little bit more than we are in a home game. Uh, and if he's making those runs and, and stretching the defence in behind, it also gives us an alternative to Wilf as well in that role of a midfielder who you want to push forward. So, uh, yeah, I, I expect a, 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 a good second and third thirds of the season from him. Yeah. And, and of course, you really quickly, you mentioned Wilf there. Apparently, he might not be in the squad on Saturday because he has been asked to take part in Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> um, Wolf Twinkle Toes, indeedy. I mean, where the hell has this player come from? It just shows you what confidence does, doesn't it? Mm. You know, and, and I think that's a big thing. We, we've said it so many times. You know, what, whatever level of football you're at, unless you are uh, Messi, Ronaldo, you know, the, sorry, the, the shrinking Violet, Ronaldo, um, yeah. confidence comes into play. You know, yeah. at whatever level, and players will go through mm. bad patches and. Uh, for, for a manager to give the players the confidence and say, I've looked at you, I think there's more to your game. You're a good player. Go forward and go and express yourself then. I mean, it's great. I mean, Will's playing without any of the fear that a mistake leaves you open to uh, mm-hmm. to the forwards running in on Johnny Evans. So uh, I think that's helped. All good <laughs> being a Fox fan, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, it's indeed. Well, Craig, thank you so very, very much for um, popping in. Hopefully see you next week when we will be talking QPR. Yes. Yeah, it'll be interesting because they're they're on the precipice, I think, in terms of the manager. Oh, do they? Yeah, um, I think, you know, if they get a bad defeat this week and maybe another in midweek, then um, 
then mm. there may be we may be we may be playing against a, a new manager bounce. Yes, yes. But nothing worries us. This is Leicester. Nothing phases. Phase, yes. phases no, nothing phases. No, exactly. Going up, playing football the Enzo way. Craig, exactly. people want to follow you. Give a shout out as where they can find you. Yeah, just get me on uh, get me on Twitter and uh, and abuse me if you want. Uh, it's just at Craig Bird. You can find me there. That is, I'm not saying he's old, but he doesn't have any numbers. No. <laughs> That's how it is. Craig, really do appreciate it, mate. All the best to your family. Lovely. Say, dream team back again. Lovely to see you and to chat with you. And I'll see you in a week's time. Thank you very much. Take care. Yes, thanks, Chris. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks to Craig there. Always, always good to have uh, have Craig on. Uh, My wise old owl, as they say. Uh, I think he was Des Lynham. He's got the grey hair. That's what he was. (laughs) <laughs> exactly craig i can see what you're doing <laughs> uh, uh we're going to be back on um uh well we're back on tomorrow at nine o'clock for the um uh uh prediction show unfortunately i don't think steve's going to be with us steve linux has got personal problems with his family and we wish him all the best with with what he's going through at the moment. It's just if you're a guest on this channel, it's not that you're any good. It's just that you you're not ill or you're not going through personal problems. What are you going to do to get on here? I tell you. And uh, <laughs> but and we'll be back for the the, the watch along Saturday um, at um, quarter past two because it's a three o'clock kickoff. Appreciate your time. Take care, everybody. My brilliant thanks to Craig for coming in. Really do appreciate that. And uh, thanks, everybody. If you've been listening on the podcast, thank you for doing that as well. Uh, Thank you for lending us your ears um, as well as watching with your eyes if you've been watching on it and joining in. Uh, See you tomorrow at 9 for the prediction and quarter past 2 on Saturday for the watch along. Stay safe and come on, you foxes. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.